0: You have now tuned in to the Included Podcast with John and AJ. Remember, the tips aren't free, but they are included. Snopes, cow pal, what's going on? All right, so Tuesday afternoon episode? Yeah, I'm down with that. Um, Yeah, dude, we had an awesome, awesome time this weekend. Uh, AJ and Derek came down. We watched the uh, UFC 244, watched Florida get slaughtered. And uh, hey, listen, hear it first. Hear it here, breaking news. Uh, AJ, you're right. Florida is a fucking fraud. It's the last time I'm going to say it. It's the only time I'm going to say it. So take that win, buddy, because that's the only fucking thing you're getting out of me. What a piece of shit football team that Florida Gators looked like. Not look like. What a piece of shit football team those Florida Gators are. Ugh, fucking frauds. Jeez. Um. Yeah, so the fight card was was pretty good as well. Um, no real complaints here except for the one major complaint, which we'll get to that in, uh, just a few minutes, but, um, yeah, how are you guys doing? Good? Bad? Ugly? All the above? Cool. Then we've got something in common and I like you, friend. Um, got my haircut. That was good. Did I already talk about that? Is this a time warp? Did I take care of it in post-edit, Mr. Faust? You're goddamn right I did. So yeah, that's fun. Let's move the microphone so I can Hey, there we are. Um Hmm Yes, yeah, so this fight card was a it was it was a son of a bitch, if I'm being honest with you. Uh, I was not a fan of it. Uh no, strike that. I'm not a fan of the ending. Um so let's start with Kevin Kevin Lee and Gregor Gillespie. Um God, what a fight. What a fight, and he told everybody, he told everybody what was happening, uh, we got a TKO from Kevin Lee, um, it was a, well, knockout TKO, but man, he had his number, he came in, he knew what was going on, uh, Derek, you were dead fucking wrong on this one, buddy, uh, I mean, I was just flipping a coin when I said Kevin Lee, But, uh, yeah, fight stopped in round one, 247. And just to kind of give you an idea of what that round looked like, uh, one knockdown for Kevin Lee, uh, zero for Gillespie, uh, total strikes, uh, we've got 21 out of 59 landed by Kevin Lee, nine out of 46 landed by Gregor Gillespie. That's called just fucking swinging for the fences, um, Also, significant strikes. This is a little interesting. 29 out of 59 for Kevin Lee. Every one of his strikes that landed was a significant strike. And the same goes for Gregor Gillespie as well. He was 9 out of 46. Um, No submission attempts. What a fight. What a fight. And Kevin Lee, Kevin Lee needed this fight. He needed this fight a lot. Um, He's he's coming off pretty hot. Uh, His last fight was against Rafael Dos Anjos, dos anjos dos anjos yeah whatever the fuck his name is he's real good um and that was a submission in the fourth round so uh the motown phenom dude he's looking he's looking good and i i think that i think dana's gonna have to pay him he's gonna need to get a good fight uh second fight on the main card was Derek, my balls was hot lewis the black beast versus Blagoy ivanov uh I picked Derek Lewis and uh sorry again, Darsh, you picked Ivanov, which you know everybody should have. That was the smart move. That was the smart play. Um But it wasn't wasn't how things worked. Um and here's what's kind of crazy. This is what's what's weird. I'm, I'm gonna read I'm gonna read this the fight stats to you. Uh zero knockdowns. Um at all. <laughs> Just not one. Which between with these guys, that's really surprising because they both hit like a fucking truck, and uh, for none of them to be knocked down, it just is a testament to the fact that their chins are made out of solid steel. Uh, total strikes, Derek Lewis, thirty-two out of sixty-nine uh, landed. That's forty-six point four percent of his strikes were landing. Uh, that's actually almost seems like a a lot for him because this dude doesn't really hit. Uh, well, I mean, no. Let me let me take that back. He hits, but his punches are planned out. Knock your head off your shoulders, physically, literally, um, strikes. So for him to land thirty-two strikes, dude, Blag- Blagoy or Ivanov, Ivanov just kept coming, um, which is obvious by the fact that this was a decision. It, this was a, a decision. It it's went to the judges um, in Derek Lewis's favor. Uh, total strikes from Avanov was 61 strikes landed out of 83. So 73 and a half percent of the times that he hit this big dude, uh, he was landing, but difficult, significant strikes. Here's where Derek Lewis's game plays up a little bit better. And you can kind of start to see where the judges came to this decision. Um, 31 out of 68 significant strikes. So just to kind of put that into perspective, he landed 32 out of 69 69- total strikes. 31 out of 68 of them were significant. So, one punch wasn't significant. <laughs> wasn't a significant strike. Uh, now, uh, Ivanov, remember, he had 61 punches landed, total strikes out of 83. Well, only 20 of those were significant and only uh, landed. Only 20 landed significant strikes and only 38 of the total strikes were significant. So, uh, you know, that's that's the, that's the game right there. Uh, submission attempts, though. Zero for Derek Lewis, one for Ivanov. Oh, my God. Uh, you know, once once a fight, we get to this moment where Derek and I are both standing up going, holy shit, ah! you know, screaming because we can't believe what we're seeing. Dude, Derek Lewis's arm was bent backwards and then cranked around another couple degrees. It was disgusting. Oh, my God, he's going to tap. Oh, like he's gonna tap? He's gonna tap. Now I'm arguing with, uh, with Derek. No, dude, he's not gonna tap. Ivanov's just gonna break his fucking arm. Like that's what's gonna happen. There ain't gonna be no taps. He's just gonna break his fucking arm. Derek Lewis type of guy is to get his arm broke. Like fuck it, break it, bro. Uh, Ivanov, one of those dudes like Frank Mir that'll just be like, all right, bro, <laughs> right. Uh, but somehow, the big B or the Black Beast, Derek Lewis. His balls must have been real hot or some shit because he got out of this submission attempt and came up swinging um, to finish out the round. And I mean, I think that's what got him the victory. Uh, it was it was a hell of a fight. I, I'm really really liking seeing these big guys go the distance nowadays. Uh, Derek Lewis seems to be in most of those fights, but uh, it's it's just it's it's awesome to watch. Um, next fight on the card was the welterweight. Uh, fight between Stephen Wonderboy Thompson and Vincent Lequeux, Lequeux, Vin- v- Vincente, yeah, whatever, Wonderboy won, Uh, one knockdown, st- these stats, okay, one knockdown to zero, Wonderboy, total strikes, 138 landed out of 242, versus 77 out of 175, now both of these guys were punching a shit ton, but 138 strikes. Oh, and by the way, every single one of Wonder Boy's strikes were significant strikes, uh, as well as uh, Luke. Luke, Luke, what? We're going to call him Vince Lukey. <laughs> no, we're not. We're just going to call him not Wonder Boy. Uh, no takedowns, no submissions, uh, pure kickboxing match. Uh, Derek and I started to try and, and play a little bit of a drinking game, uh, or at least I was trying to play it. I think Derek, you know, he knew better of, um, hey, Let's take a drink of our beer every time Wonderboy switches his stance. A bad play, John. That's a bad fucking play. I barely made it to the fucking to the co-main event, the main event, uh trying to play that game. Um co main. Uh, Darren Till versus Kelvin Gastelum. Uh the fight went to Darren Till. And um, stats are hard on this one. Because Stat-wise, it's Gaslam's fight, but Darren Till definitely won this fight. Um, I guess this would you chalk this one up to octagon control, uh, just total control. Uh, total strikes: fifty out of ninety-six landed for uh, Kelvin versus Till, thirty-seven out of sixty-nine. Significant strikes: forty out of eighty-one for Kelvin, thirty-six out of sixty-seven for Till. Takedowns: one out of four. Four takedown attempts uh, to Kelvin. Um, two takedown attempts to Darren both of them each got a takedown so maybe that's that's a factor um, it was a weird thing it was like 30 27 uh, it was a split decision 30 27 Gastelum 28 or 29 28 Till and then 30 27 Till um, and it was much closer to the 30 27 Till than it was Gastelum whoever that judge was that the Gastelum must have just like him a lot or something because that's not the fight that everybody else watched uh, now let's 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 move on to this Fucking main event, the baddest motherfucker fight. <laughs> um Rock comes out, gets the gets that Madison Square Garden pop that he got back in his WWE days. You know, the fucking uh, rock's music hits and everyone's like yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Or you know, I mean I guess people don't sound like fucking dying uh uh pterodactyls when they cheer. But that's the best that my fucking scratchy-ass voice is going to get today. But anyways, whole, the roof's about to come off the place. Uh, then Diaz comes out. Uh, Masvidal come out. And boy, if these guys didn't t- tear each other apart. Um, two knockdowns by Masvidal versus zero knockdowns by Diaz. Uh, but that's, I was talking to Derek about it. I'm like, well, yeah, but that's by design. Like, Nate Diaz is the dude that is, you know, he gets on the ground and he's like, hey, come fucking get it. Jorge Masvidal is the guy that stands in the middle of the ring, points to the floor, and says, come fucking get it, right? So, I don't know, one one knockdown for sure, within the first 20 seconds, uh, Diaz was split open, more on that later, uh, but, I don't know, it's kind of a weird thing, like, okay, so if your plan is, okay, you take a hit, you go to the ground, and then boom, you're setting the trap, I, I don't like it that that counts for the other guy, like, you put yourself on the ground, to set the trap, but that counts as points against you, I guess. I don't know. Um, total strikes, 114 out of 184 for Masvidal uh, to 125 out of 194 for uh, Diaz. Now, here's the big game breaker. Uh, significant strikes, 112 out of 179 uh, Masvidal versus 43 out of 104 for Nate Diaz. Uh, takedowns, one one uh, for Masvidal, zero out of two for Diaz. Submission attempts, they they put zero. Eh, that's bullshit. If there was, I'd say if there was like 10 seconds left, 10 more seconds in the second round, uh, Nate Diaz had a heel hook just about to set in. He would have broke Masvidal's leg, maybe. So third round, uh, okay, I would say first round was definitely Masvidal. Second round was Masvidal. Third round was hands down Diaz. Uh, and then after the third round, Doctor comes in because Nate Diaz, go figure, covered in blood. Uh, I think he said it the best. Like, dude, if you sneeze in my general direction, I'm going to bleed. He had a gnarly cut on his eye, but he's fine. Doctor comes up. Hey, can you see? Yeah, dude, I can see. Are you sure? Yeah, I can see. Fine. You know, Doc's putting uh, fingers up. He's clearly looking at him. Doc's like, all right, cool, cool. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Turns around, calls the fight. Total bitch move. Uh, Did the fight need called? Probably. But this is the type of fight that leaves a stink around because uh, Masvidal was pacing him apart. That's a fact. Uh, But if you watched any Nate Diaz fights, you know two things. One, Nate Diaz bleeds like a fucking stuck pig. Seriously. Every fight I think this dude's ever been in, he's been covered in blood. Uh, Second thing you need to know about Nate Diaz that you you probably already do is that uh, rounds four and five that's where that dude that's where he gets you um his conditioning is amazing all like okay dude's a, he's a vegan you know doesn't do it there's no steroids with this guy this dude i assume chomps on broccoli and smokes pot that's it that's his life um so for it to get called in the third it kind of hurts right kind of stinks because that leaves that well what what if what about the fourth and fifth rounds right? And for both of them to be up, standing, totally fine. One of them bloody as fuck, but still, both fighters, totally fine. It just leaves a fucking stench that uh, we wouldn't have got if we were in Los Angeles, if you ask my opinion. All right, um, moving along to UFC 245, some quick I'm sure that Derek and I and and AJ, well, not AJ, AJ doesn't really give a shit about this stuff, but I'm I'm sure Derek and I will talk about it at some point in time. Uh, Let's do a quick preview of UFC 245. Uh, You got Peter Yan versus Uriah Faber, uh, Bantamweight, and I don't know what the betting line is on that, but you know what, man? I'm going to go for Uriah Faber because I've been watching that dude since WEC. Uh, Derek and I, I mean, this is 10, no, 15, 16 years ago, Um, so I'm going to go Uriah Faber, uh, another Bantamweight is Marlon Moraes, whatever his name is, versus uh, Jose Aldo. Um, I'm going Jose Aldo. He looks good all the time. Uh, boom. Big time title bout. Uh, the women's Bantamweight, Amanda Nunez versus Jermaine D. Redummy. Whatever. I'm picking Nunez. She's a fucking beast. Uh, featherweight co-main is going to be Max Holloway versus Alexander uh, Vol- Volansky. Volansky? um that's that's gonna be a good one uh Holloway's 21 and 4 um he's a beast and uh Volansky's 20 and 1 so I'm really interested in what that fight's gonna look like uh matchup wise Holloway's 27 Jesus he's tiny he's young uh Volansky's 31 uh Holloway's got the height advantage and uh but not the reach how about that does not have the reach advantage that dude Jesus Lansky, this dude must have fucking gorilla arms. He's five foot five with a six foot reach or 71 and a half inch reach. And then the main event is the uh, welterweight. That is uh, Kamaru Usman versus Colby Covington. Um, I'm not going to pick this one yet. I need to look a little bit further into it. Um, I say Usman's probably going to win. Uh, but Colby Covington, he's a. Shit talking bastard, but he's a tough son of a bitch too. So um, yeah, we'll go with that. So moving along, uh, let's clear some space. It's time for space news. <laughs> uh, what a dumb segue. Um, let's see what's new this week in space. Um, this looks like Boeing is getting into their. Uh, you know what vehicle they're going to design is going to crash now? Eh, whatever, that's not nice, but. Uh they're performing some tests on their Starliner pad abort test that looks like it's just a capsule that they're creating. <coughs> uh that's pretty cool. And SpaceX is uh trumpeting their progress on the commercial crew parachute testing. That's the big thing. So right now SpaceX is really, at least in the mainstream media, leading the way, uh, probably in the private, you know, in the private media too. Um but so far, you know, they've just been a, uh, like a cargo service. Like, let's take stuff up to space. Let's take stuff up to space. Let's shoot a fucking Tesla out into space. Uh, obviously the, the big, the big thing is to put people in these spaceships. Um, so that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. I don't know what a CubeSat is. You ever heard of a CubeSat? Air Force NRO CubeSats fly to International Space Station, uh, all right, it's a satellite, and it's a cube, so if you go back to last week, uh, you'll remember, we talked about the fact that when you're in space, aerodynamics doesn't really mean shit, because there's no drag, there's nothing like that, not gonna go down that (laughs) fucking path again, but, uh, hey, here it is, uh, in steel, steel and probably carbon, carbon fiber, but here is a giant cube, just like I said, all right, (laughs) that's good, um, now we're going to move along to some of my favorite things. The unethical life pro tips. Do a couple of those. Uh, tips with tips. the Included podcast. Um, yeah. We'll do those and then we're going to finish this out with some uh, college football predictions for this coming weekend. Which is going to be monstrous. So let's see. We'll sort this by top this month. First one. On most graphing calculators, you can achieve a programmer cheat sheet. Or archive the restart. On most graphing calculators, you can archive a program or cheat sheet. And when your teachers era- a teacher erases the RAM before a test, you simply go into the archive that wasn't wiped and restore the cheat sheet. Bam! That'd have been awesome 20 years ago when I was, was using graphing calculators. Because I can tell you, I haven't picked one up since. Um, <laughs> life pro tip: If you're ugly, schedule a free appointment with a plastic surgeon for something like rhinoplasty, a nose job. The doctor takes photos and sends them back to you with alterations so you can see the changes. Use these pictures on dating sites to score more dates. There you go. There you go. Hey, AJ, got a tip for your Tinder Tinder profile, buddy. You can do it. You're not ugly. Ish. But, you know, everyone can look better, right? (laughs) Uh... Write a note blaming someone you hate for your death and keep it in your wallet at all times. You know what? I got a buddy named Cheeks, and I think he might have written this. <laughs> that dude, that's that that—that—that's right up his alley. <laughs> Pick up any business cards you see lying around. If you ever do something like ding someone's car... Hand them one and say all your contact details are on there. God, that's so bad. That's so bad. Such a piece of shit thing. Uh, when traveling with a significant other, always pretend you're on your honeymoon. You know what? I'm not going to say that that's unethical because these resorts, they make a killing anyway. So you know what? If you gotta, if I got to lie a little bit and you're going to give me maybe like a bump up in my room or a bump up to my uh, airline class, uh, cool. Because you already got more money than you needed from me. So that's all right. Oh, last one. Last one. And then we'll move on. This one's nice. Use an image of a screen of Windows Update as a screensaver. So when you get caught not doing shit at work, you could say it's because your computer's currently updating. (laughs) Oh, man. That's that's real good. That's real good. Hey, this one goes out to one of my buddies. When dating two people at once, alternate who plans each date and then take them on each other's dates. Write that down, boys. You guys write that down, you pieces of shit. Uh, all right. So, last segment is going to be football. Let's take a peek here and see what's coming up next week. All right. Uh, is that the full football? Okay. Baylor versus TCU. Um I'm gonna take Baylor on that. Don't ask me why. I'm just just gonna. Um, Maryland, Ohio State. Come on. The. We're picking the all day. Hopefully that, that works out. Uh, Barnburner, gonna be on ABC at the same time, noon. Noon Eastern time. Penn State versus Minnesota. Uh, I think both these teams are still undefeated. So that's gonna be. Um, you know, I I never say don't watch the Buckeyes. But. If you're not going to watch the Buckeyes, definitely watch the Penn State-Minnesota game because that has got... um, What's the... I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. The outcome of that game matters if you're a Buckeyes fan. Uh, That's either going to leave Penn State uh, still undefeated, which we will play them after we go through stupid Rutgers, um, or that's going to leave Minnesota with that win over Penn State, and that's who will play um, in the... Big Ten Championship, which you probably still will anyways, uh, assuming they can get past Wisconsin, which that's a big assumption. Uh, Florida, Vanderbilt. I'm taking Florida. They're frauds. You're right, Faust. You're right. Uh, UConn, Cincinnati. Cincinnati all day, baby. Let's go. Um, That one, I'm going to give a big win to Cincinnati. Wake Forest, Virginia Tech. Don't care. Uh, Okay, here's the good one, right? LSU, Alabama. This one matters a lot. 3.30 3.30 p.m. CBS. Um, yeah, that's going to be a huge game. Number one versus number two. Um, conspiracy theory time. I think that they dropped Alabama to number two so they can go ahead and lose and still make the playoffs because that's how things seem to work with the SEC. Uh, you know, hey, the only blemish on our record is a loss to the number one team in the com- in the country. Okay. Yep. Um, I am going to pick... I'm going to pick LSU for that. Um, LSU has done well, uh, just a, a, just about against everybody. So is Alabama. But I, I'm i picking LSU because I want to pick LSU. Uh, realistically, probably going to be Alabama. But my pick, LSU, lock that shit in. Uh, also, look at the <laughs> sorry ticket prices. So like the Maryland-Ohio State game, tickets starting at $55. The uh, LSU-Alabama game, tickets starting at $275. Because that's a good football game. Uh, Wisconsin, Iowa, Um, I'm going to give that one to Wisconsin, it's at Camp Randall, Um, that's a hard place to play, Uh, Georgia, Missouri, hopefully Georgia wins, Uh, Clemson, NC State, yeah, okay Clemson, Well, we're number four, we're undefeated, yeah, you you play nobody, don't care, Uh, Clemson's going to get that, Duke, Notre Dame, I wouldn't be fucking shocked if Duke won, because Notre Dame, they've been exposed, they're fucking trash, they look like trash, they smell like trash. And Brian Kelly, you're a fucking bitch. I hate you. Actually hate you. Uh, Cincinnati remembers, bitch. All right. Oklahoma, Iowa State. Um, I'm going to... Yeah, Oklahoma. I'm going to give Oklahoma that one. But Iowa State's going to put up a fight. I think you can almost guarantee that. Uh, Boise State, Wyoming. Don't know shit about either. So uh, let's go Boise State. And San Diego State versus Nevada. I'd like to see Nevada get in it. I think that that would be... uh, That'd be pretty killer. And... Moving on to the last segment. Everyone's favorite segment uh, from the last show. Uh, We're going to read some stories. We're going to read some stories. You ready? All right. We are back to part two of Bob Ross is a serial killer. (laughs) Let's see how far we can go down this rabbit hole. 268 comments, huh? Alrighty. Here we go. Welcome to the joy of painting. Even coming out of his own mouth, the words felt buried beneath a hundred leagues of dark, murky ocean. He paused for a moment, looking beyond the camera at the bright studio lights, imagining they were cooking him like fat in a frying pan. He felt a bead of sweat drop bead of sweat drop down his back. The wine of fluorescence suddenly filled his perception can't read start this over the wine of fluorescence suddenly filled his perception wouldn't the mics pick up on that like every angry bee in the world was watching from beyond those lights bob turned to the easel letting the weight of his palette reassure him to focus him to center him as always his concern was for the detail the painting had to be perfect otherwise there was no point no point to this at all beginning the process his body reacted his heart thudded in his chest His vision dampened into what he imagines others might call tunnel vision, though he wouldn't know, as he's not what you would call a people person. Careful now not to let that gargantuan thudding in his breast move the brush away. Trees came to his mind and fled out of his brush, resolving into a sordid display on the canvas. He paused impeccably to remind himself to talk about the techniques he pretended to use but he was already speaking autopilot he supposed autopilots fascinated him if people did not need to fly planes why where where else were people not necessary thoughts seemed to end, empty the studio was he alone faster now the gentle flip of his brush became harsher like the sound of a knife against a whetstone he could not stop his brush from painting a small white figure at the top of the mountain he knew it was wrong to paint details such as that These had to look like pleasant landscapes. Anything more in his work, his very important work, might be ruined. Before he knew it, time had passed and his painting was completed. A macabre display of trees, mountains, and lakes. Grizzly, except for the details, wretched in the knowledge that produced it. The lights dimmed. The buzzing subsided. He stowed his palette off to the side, picking up the painting, and strode with purpose to the exit, stage left. A woman was waiting. A woman was always waiting. It may have been the same woman. Ross did not have an eye for detail. Not outside of the studio. Not outside of his canvas. We think this one is outside of uh, Butte. We already have agents in route. Ross said nothing. The woman took the painting. I saw you trying to cover it up. The lady of the Rockies you drew on the top. You don't need to. No one suspects anything. Least of all the killer. But so long as you're not painting billboards, it should be fine. And then she strode away with the painting. The proof of another murder that no one else would ever see again or even think existed. And perhaps one more killer would be behind bars this evening a killer that wasn't Bob Ross because Bob isn't a killer the thought that someone might think that of him appalled him outstanding twist outstanding twist so i like this one because this is more of like a bob ross has got some like you know psychic <laughs> painting presence uh Trotimus, Trotimus, trodamus trodamus t r o d a m u s Nice name, buddy. Nice fucking story. Uh, you can find all these at Reddit.com writing prompts. Just search Bob Ross serial killer Reddit. You'll it's the top thing. You'll find it. Um, but that's that's it. That's that's what we're doing for today. These little half an hour solo podcasts are kind of just my little midweek. Let's talk about shit. Um, a lot of good football coming up. That's that's you know that's good. <coughs> Weather's getting chilly. It's getting dark. Uh, Make sure you do whatever you can to, you know, kind of avoid that, uh, I don't know what you call it, Uh, those winter blues, those winter blues start to set in, so uh, everyone have a good night, good day, whatever time you're listening to this. Thanks for stopping by, and remember, the tips are not free, but they are included.